Um, so, gentlemen, uh, how are the two of you today, other than uh, waiting for some poor, unfortunate souls that have to work on Labor Day? <laughs> I, uh, I'm getting over being sick. I'm having a hard time, like, talking. Man, no one's fucking available <laughs> to do this 100% today. Today Jesus. is a cursed, a cursed day for podcasting. It, yes. it is a cursed day. Yes. It's, that's because we're working on Labor Day. We're supposed to be yeah. taking the day off. Yeah, yes. Jesus said not to do that. He did say that. It's in the Bible. It's in um, uh, Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy of six nine four twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, we were actually supposed to be uh, closed today outright um, at my not? job. Yeah, and then they made a decision about a week and a half ago on uh friday where they said uh oh we're, we have to do uh you know they do like two weekly checkups on like how the stores are doing um and uh they were like oh guess what like uh you're actually going to be open the day you're, but you're going to close an hour earlier i was like <laughs> that doesn't fucking mean anything you're welcome <laughs> yeah i was like it'd be better if we were opening an hour later i could slightly forgive you then and not Put, not write your name on a voodoo doll. Uh, I'm going to do the thing where I pretend like you guys are Google and ask you, what is Labor Day? Like, what is it? So to celebrate the birth of Steve Labor, uh, <laughs> the man who invented the idea of working for next to no money. Oh, why do we celebrate him? Ah, uh, man. Why do we celebrate Christopher Columbus? Yeah, uh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's to honor uh, and recognize the American labor movement uh, and the works of contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. Oh, right on. The labor movement. Huh? Yes. Thanks, uh, Wikipedia, very much for saving my ass there. <laughs> so it's like uh, we should especially be supporting the strikers on this day, right? Yeah, for real. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Like it's now that I'm thinking about it, I. I would not be shocked if most people called me today or come into the store today uh, saying somebody effective like, man, I'm sorry you guys have to work today. You're like, <laughs> you'd be like, you know, you could not come in. Yeah, right. And like, get yeah, and like, yeah. let them get the fucking picture. <laughs> I, I love that one. I love people who like go places on Thanksgiving or Christmas be like, gee, it sucks you had to work today. It's like, it's your fault for <laughs> coming to these places <laughs> on holidays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so you did this to me, you. <laughs> it's the same energy as the people who come into a place 10 minutes before close and are like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm here at the last minute. Like, well, you don't have to be. I recognize like, that I'm being you're an you're asshole be. and choosing to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I have, uh, God, um, I, I admittedly have made some, uh, some friendly exceptions to the rule on that if there are people that I know. Um, we had somebody come in, I think literally a minute after I had closed up and they're like frantically knocking on the door looking for something. And I was like, Oh, all right. But I recognized who they were. And I was like, okay, I know you're not going to like dilly dally and take your time around here. <laughs> so I was like, you're going to just get your shit and get out. of it. And I know exactly what you want. Um, so I could probably even get to that location in the store quicker than you can. Um, but and and of course, showing how much of a putz I can be, like the same person he was wearing a uh, he was wearing a Dragon Ball shirt. So I was like, for a split second, I was like, "Hey, did you see the new movie that was out in the back of my mind?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, shut <laughs> up!" That's not the time. <laughs> <laughs> shut up! Like, <laughs> I think we did that one time. Uh, Rapture Cabaret was like out of town somewhere, and we like desperately needed like a pack of strings or something, and we got to like. Uh, a small guitar center or something. And it was at the m the minute that they closed. Like we got to the door and oh, I was like, man. I see somebody in there. Maybe we can wave at him. Cause it's like an emergency situation. And I was like trying to get their attention and, in the, and during doing it, I was like, this is what people do to me when I'm closing the shop. <laughs> that I fucking hate. Like I cannot stand it when people do this. Did you say that it was the lead singer's idea? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be so, like, hey, man, I just work for this band. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, did you come with a topic, Ryan? Uh, sort of. Um, I So, yesterday, I had to give the clip notes of um, the CM Punk AEW situation to Josh yeah, separately. So, 
So I know absolutely nothing about this at all. Do you Same. care to know? Uh, yeah, yes, actually, I want you to teach <laughs> okay. us. Teach us your all ways. Right. I, I told Josh I was like, I'll try to give you the Cliff Notes version, and it ended up turning into like three paragraphs of shit. Jeez. And I was like, so I will try to learn so, from my mistake there. So I've seen you and others say like that. CM Punk's always kind of been a shithead. He's more or less been difficult to deal with. Um, because yeah, I those, feel like he's been yeah. one of the few people where I, I've seen people say that he has like integrity and he's like not shitty. He, he does, but at the same time, it doesn't mean he can't be a little bit of an insufferable asshole behind the scenes. Right on. Um, and that's I guess that's like every wrestler in the world, huh? Uh, a lot of them. Um, there's a few ones you, you don't really hear anything bad about that, like, you know, have integrity and are also just good people. Like Mick Foley is one of them. Oh yeah. Right on. Um, like I've met him on a couple of occasions and you never hear any stories about like, man, Foley's a fucking dick. You know, he's an <laughs> asshole to me. And it's like, you like never hear that shit. Um, and so basically the gist of it is that, uh, for those listening, CM Punk, uh, longtime wrestler, um, two years ago, a little more than two years ago, signed with the big competition to WWE, uh, AEW. And for about the past year span, there has been some, uh, been somewhat of a tumultuous relationship between him and the promotion. Uh, because at a post meet at a, a media scrum last year, um, basically, you know, when, you know, they, they call people, it a scrum. Uh, they call it multiple things. I think it sounds more interesting to say because when the fuck else am I going to say scrum again? Yeah, right. only like if it's it. followed by diddlyumptious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, don't they do that in rugby too? Yeah, yeah. Fine and dandy, like sour candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, he got he more he more or less basically this started last year at their post event scrum last year and he went on a very sort of unscheduled uh rant and tirade against the people who were the evps of the company who are also actor perform active performers on the roster um went on a rant against that guy cole cabana i don't know if you've ever heard him before he yeah had he had a, a podcast right yeah um they used to be like really tight and, yeah, and then he's been some, he's been on uh doug love doug loves movies a bunch of times what colt yeah oh cool um, yeah, so they apparently had a really bad falling out. The exact details of that are kind of a little bit too long to go into here and really more or less just resulted in these guys who've been friends for like 10 years, like having this huge fucking falling out. Um, and since then, uh, people were calling for him to basically be disciplined and saying like, dude, you can't go out and shit on all these people in public, you know, and saying that like, you know, I wouldn't trust the people you know, some of the EVPs here or, you know, any of the other people there to run a fucking target. Um, I was just like, damn, saying this right in front of your boss too, who basically mm -hmm. just sitting there with this look of like, you know, oh man, what do I do? Who was the, um, who's the boss? Tony Khan. He's the, uh, he's the I'm son so, of the guy. I really thought you were going to say Tony Danza. <laughs> I know. I was hoping for it. <laughs> Tony Khan. Okay. Tony Danza wrestling does have kind of a cool uh, <laughs> ring to it. Um, Tony tap dance wrestling extravagant. Oh, Did you guys ever book, play with that band? I think so. I don't know. Okay. There was, there was, I think we did. There, there was a lot of bands that had that kind of name to them. You know. Yeah, I wrestled like, a bear once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, I'm not talking about the band. I'm, I'm letting you know that that's a thing <laughs> oh, that man. I did. Well, it explains <laughs> it explains your muscles, yo. Um, and. Uh, that's one thing I will say. People talking about like, no I'm not talking about the animal. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> um, well, you Greco Roman kinda... wrestled a bear once. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> God. Um, but anyways, since then he got after that event last year, he got into a big fight, like a big, like actual behind the scenes fight with some of the aforementioned talent. Uh, fists were thrown. People were bitten. Uh, what? people, yeah, like one and of this his, isn't like, like a, an act or anything. This, this, is like this real. was not. This was not an act. This like this was all like genuine tension it stemmed over from some like real life, just like real life frustrations. Crazy. And he was kept. He was kept off TV for about 
uh, seven or eight months. And then they brought back a new, they started a new program for essentially for him and his buddies uh, called Collision, which airs on Saturday nights, which means nobody watches it. <laughs> and, but it was like, okay, now we don't want to lose this dude. He's a big name. So let's give him what he can. Just hope this doesn't happen again. And here's a new show where you can wrestle on and wrestle against, you know, people that you really, really like, and maybe you don't have a personal gripe with. And that went well for about two months until they wrestled in Wembley stadium last week uh, in front of like 81,000 people. I think they said it's the largest gathering for a pro wrestling event. Um, maybe where they ever. do the tennis. Like we're like, yeah, we're like, <laughs> do they do tennis in Wembley? Is that what, uh, what uh, well, this is like, we're like queen performed and shit like that. Nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought like, Wembley was tennis. They probably do that there too. Um, I, I'm so ignorant on tennis, unfortunately. I still think I still think uh, Andre. But you're Andre our sports Agassi correspondent. For now, moment. I am. Yeah, yeah. You're it's, our interim uh, yeah. sports correspondent. Yeah, that's only because Will's tending to his sick wife. Uh, um, you gotta say it like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, that's yeah. That was not nice. Um, but anyways, anyway, Wembley um, Stadium. Anyways, so Wembley. They have this big event there last week, um, and it comes out not too long after CM Punk has a match on the show that literally right before that match, he got into a fight backstage with another person. Jeez. And this one stemmed over from a argument that he had with this kid. And I wish I was making this up. The kid he got into an argument with is an also, an, also an active wrestler on there, and he's the son of Luke Perry. Like, like actual like IRL like legit son like from like nine hundred two one zero oh nine oh yeah that's okay I was about to ask yeah. how I know that name now I get it yeah um so they got into an argument over a uh, spot which basically means you know something in wrestling you're gonna do like you know like oh like here's the part where I do this and that there was a spot in the match where Perry was going to take a uh, a slam or something like that involving real glass and. He, I guess, from what we can understand, Punk said, hey, yeah, you know, you don't need to do that. We don't need to do that shit. And he was like, well, I'm, I want to do it. You know, I'll be fine. And uh, they did it anyway. And then on the camera, and on camera, he went in there and he said some, directly into the camera something effective like, that's real glass. Cry me a river. And that apparently really pissed off Punk to the point where that when he came back through the curtain, like per Jack Perry, Luke Perry's kid, and Punk said, you know, do we have a fucking problem? And proceeded to basically just, like, sucker punch the kid and put him in a chokehold. And that... So also, that seemed like more that that dude was being a dick than Punk, right? Yeah, but then it also goes into apparently that he lunged out at Tony Khan, like, and said, like, I fucking hate this place. And But the thing is, though, like, it was just one guy who said, like, you know, it's all really kind of an ugly situation. It's more so for the fact that this has been happening for about a year and there's still been like no disciplinary action taken towards this dude because every shitty thing he's been doing and every annoyance and aggravation has taken away from the attention on this big, sh on these big shows that they've had. Oh yeah. Right. And, um, and when, it, when you're fucking with their money, that's yeah. where it gets serious, right? Yeah. So, and like, cause I consider this, like they just had a fucking record breaking show in, you know, Wembley fucking stadium over in, over in England. And the only thing people can talk about is like, Oh, CM Punk got into another fight. <laughs> and so yesterday they, well, actually no, it's Monday. We're recording. Uh, Two days ago, they released a press release basically saying that they've cut ties with him, that he's, you know, he was, I think, terminated with cause. So, like, you know, they could say, like, yeah, this is basically they could say more or less like, yeah, we have a reason to let this guy go. And it's uh, it's been a real ugly situation. Um, I'm glad something was t some sort of action was taken because. Yeah, like if this was going to be more a case of like how many headaches can you suffer just to keep one dude happy and then like everyone else there is unhappy. And because uh, apparently there were a lot of other people backstage who don't like him either and said he was just really like uh, a kind of an asshole overall. But 
I mean, you gotta also remember this dude is if his dude's almost fifty, and uh, you know, it's kind of like he's there's a little bit of bitterness there. There's a little bit of uh, still some sort of like hostility towards parts of wrestling that I'm sure like he was not crazy about seeing anymore. But I don't know the whole situation. It it started ugly. It got uglier, and it's gonna only get worse from here because now there's reports saying that there's still stuff from behind the scenes that didn't come out. There's video footage apparently of him beating the guy up. Um, oh, shit. That has not been released just yet, but people are like, dude, there's cameras all over that stadium. You know somebody's gonna leak it. Yeah, and um, I'm sure like he's probably under contract or whatever, so he can't just like quit. No, they, the- they, they terminated him. Um, oh, they did? They, they, they fired him outright. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's why I said on Saturday they like said they cut ties with him and uh, let him go. Um Damn. And uh, they, but people are like, well, what about the Jack Perry? And I'm like, they suspended him indefinitely, which means, you know, he'll probably sit at home or go on a vacation, then come back whenever the time is right. Um, and what was most interesting is that they held a pay-per-view last night uh, in Chicago, which is Punk's home territory. <laughs> and from, and also they actually technically did it two nights in Chicago. Saturday night, Tony Khan goes out in front of a very noticeably hostile crowd who got news about punk being fired, like only mere hours before they started and basically just came out, talked about it, you know, while still getting showered with a lot of booze saying this was very hard to do. You know, I'm a, I really, really have never had to do something like this before. And it really sucks that it came down to it. He didn't have to do that shit. He could have said, Hey, you know what? Let the press release speak for it fucking self. And then I'm going to just kind of, you know, go focus on other stuff. So I give him props for that, you know, going out there and, you know, basically saying, fuck it, you know, you're going to be, you know, probably get booed out of the building. Maybe people will throw shit at you. Who knows? Um, (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I could see arguments from both sides about, you know, who was in the right, but I am personally in the, in the side of that. I think letting him go was the right move to, to make. Yeah, I guess if somebody's that toxic. That's the short version. <laughs> and it, it's really funny to say somebody that toxic when you're talking about, you know, the wrestling world, because there's just oh, like a, a baseline. <laughs> it's a baseline level of toxicity that starts, you know? Yeah. So to, in order to be toxic, you have to be really toxic. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, there's there's very few really, really, I think genuinely like great You really got to be wrestling. like a Christina Aguilera or something. You know? Yeah. A Christina Aguilera. What, you mean Wait, Britney Spears? That's the one. <laughs> oh, I had a lot of questions. I was, just, I was just like, what did Christina do to you? <laughs> that yeah. bitch. Yeah. No. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, straight up the other day, I had to, like, look up and actually see if, like, yeah, how old she was. Because I remember, like, you know, she was, like, I think around, like, my age when... Who, oh, Christina Aguilera or Britney yeah, Spears? Yeah, uh, Christina Aguilera. Oh, right. um, because I was just kind of like, fuck. I was like, she was, like, right around my age. But I'm like, she's, like, 41 or 42 right now. And I don't know. That yeah, just that's, really, that's around your age. Well, I, <laughs> shit. I mean, it's not unreasonable. I'm 37. Yeah. So I'm glad, yeah. it was, I'm glad it wasn't that, that she was, like, 50. And I could just be kind of like, ah, shit. Um, then you wouldn't have had a chance. I mean, oh, I totally <laughs> have a chance now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're too young for me, Ryan. That's my Christina yeah. Aguilera impression, by the way. Yeah. You sound exactly like yes. her. And I know. Um, she would say, I mean, you know, I'm sorry, Ryan, I am a genie in a bottle, and you've got to rub me the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she's a fellow Ecuadorable, you know. <laughs> Ecuadorable? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so no, I guess that was not really a subject, but you know, or a topic. But I mean, fuck it. I felt like that. You know, that's like the talk of the town. That's the talk of Twitter. Um, yeah, I was confused and interested, yeah. and I chose not to look it up to figure out what was going on, so I could specifically hear it from the mouth of our correspondent on the ground, aka the resident dork. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, it's and the. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm also very morbidly curious to hear, like, when they said apparently Punk is likely going to have a very explosive response to this whole thing, which I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm very curious to see what he says, because it's probably going to be 
very, very angry and probably full of calling a lot of people out. Um, now, that I is mean, what it is. It's it, just wrestling, you know? He, I mean, he gave you that surprise, right? No, I mean, I mean like... You can only he, get in so many fights. He, he's, very, he's very, very outspoken, uh, for better and for worse. Um, and, uh, I mean, I still remember that particular... <laughs> it was... Um, do you know who this guy, The Miz, is by chance? No. Okay. Um, so this guy named Mike Mizan, and he started in... He started on this show called, uh, I think it was like, I think it was on Road Rules, actually, the MTV show. <laughs> oh, really? And, yeah, he started on like some like uh, MTV show and became semi-famous on there. And he ended up getting a wrestling contract because they said like, oh, apparently he's like uh, am wrestling or training. He's been with the WWE since I think like 2006 and has had a, he's made a bunch of really shitty uh, straight to video movies. He's become like a kind of a, a kind of like a pretty good team player there, but uh, to the, to the point where that has aggravated some people. And I still never forget that. I was like, yep, punk is still very much outspoken about a lot of shit. They had, they were doing a series of pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia. Um, oh, have you told the story before? Have I heard? Uh, yeah, but I don't think I've ever sent this comment because I was just like, oh. fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Miz had said something to the effect of like, you know, commenting on, you know, bitterness in wrestling and blah, 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 blah. In fact, actually, I'll pull the, uh, I'll pull it up because I was just like, holy fucking hell. <laughs> um, Miz had said something to the effect of like, uh, you know, oh, sorry, I didn't change the culture. <clears throat> Talking about, um, you know, it was kind of like a subtle shot at CM Punk, I guess, about like him not being somewhat bitter about wrestling. And then, Punk in a now deleted tweet said, uh, "Go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking <laughs> dork." <laughs> well, that's pretty good. And I was like, "God damn!" That was like, that was like on a scale of like one to ten. I was like, that was like a twenty in terms of viciousness. <laughs> topic that is and if it's just me and you i have been compiling my list of horror movies that i'm going to watch in october Ooh, yes so i feel like that might be something you'd be more interested in oh i'm totally down to hear that yeah because um i have started work on my own list and uh it's it's gonna be kind of hard this year but i will say that um I'm considering going and doing another movie marathon of just like, well, I mean, this is always technically a marathon. Um, but those listening aren't aware, uh, since about 2010 or 2011, I've been, uh, I do, uh, 31 different movies during the month of October, you know, for Halloween, uh, and, and <laughs> talk about them in some sort of aspect, whether it's, uh, talking about it on podcast, whether it's writing out written reviews, which yeah, is usually you, you don't usually do as many written reviews these days. Though, right? Yeah, eh, it's it's a little tiring. Um, like yeah, I could see that. It seems yeah, like, like a I, lot of work. Like I think one day, I think I try to write. Like I was writing a review for the movie Bloody Murder, which is just a really horrible early two thousand slasher. And I looked at the time, I was like, I spent three hours typing a fucking review for that fucking movie, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, this movie doesn't deserve three hours of. <laughs> um, well, sometimes but, the shittiest, like dumbest ones are the ones that you want to talk most about. Though. Yeah, um, especially when it comes to horror. Like, yeah, I, you don't want to watch a good one. One. Yeah, well, it's like, and they all have to be movies that um, I've never seen. That's the catch, oh, this right whole on. thing. Um, I have cheated a couple of times and, you know, reviewed movies that I have not seen for quite a while. Um, I remember one of the years I did the movie Martyrs, which I saw back, I saw back in like 2008, 2009, around the time it came out. You know, I saw that movie one time a long time ago, and I thought it was good, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, really. and that was my thing. I think I remember back when I saw it, I wasn't really that into it, but then I watched it again many years later for the marathon. And I was like, that was much better than I watching it a second <laughs> yeah, time around. I, I listened to it. Somebody brought it up on a podcast I listened to and they're like, man, that whole movie is just like, really like uh sadistically about torturing women. And I'm like, well, that seems like that's the fucking message that is trying to get across is yeah. like, it's like a feminist message, you know? Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that movie is a very unpleasant watch. 
Um, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, that came out as part of the uh, French extreme movement, which was all like movies from France that were extremely graphic and very, very like not pleasant. Um, what else? What else was in the French extreme? Uh, high tension. Okay, uh, see that. I think that's on my list. Yeah, high tension's good. It has a really dumb ending, but I think it's for the most <laughs> part. Uh, the I think the most part though, it's really good. Um, so I, I have two. So there's. It's funny that you say that. So our friend Laura has said Hi, like Laura. many years ago <laughs> to uh, to watch high tension and audition. Mm. And she, she, it's like, so it's like swapped where like one's like boring and shitty through the whole movie until the very end. And one's like good until the very end, the I, end is shitty. I don't think that auditions boring until the end. I think it's, okay. it's, it's a, sl- it's a slow burn, but I really like it. Well, um, I'm interested. It's on my list. High tension's yeah. on my list too. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also inside, which, uh, was a deeply uncomfortable watch. That movie is about a, it's I've only seen it once and I was like, I never want to watch that again. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't cause I thought it was like bad. I was like, that was well made for what it was, but it was just so like fucking horrible. And, uh, because it was, uh, it was basically about like a pregnant woman being terrorized by someone. And, yes. uh, it's yeah, very, very, ugh. um, so, um, so I did, I got a head start already. <laughs> I watched, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I watched two movies off my list. Hey, I man, watched Hall- I, it's Halloween every year, all yeah, year round. <laughs> damn right. So, and, and also like, I don't fucking get a lot of opportunities to actually sit down and watch a movie. So I just like take any, like my list is definitely not 31 movies long and I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to watch. Oh, all dude, you'll them, go you crazy. Know? Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but I watched, uh, I don't know if it really counts as a horror movie, but I watched frailty. Have you seen that? Oh, I own frailty with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Bill yeah, Paxton. Matthew McConaughey, Hey, and uh, Bill Paxton. <laughs> yep. Uh, it was really good. I liked it, it is, a lot. It's super good. And like, no one fucking knows about it. And yeah, I'm well, like, I always knew about it, but I'd like, it's not at all what I thought it was like from seeing it my whole life, you know, like I always thought it was just some kind of like crime thriller thing, but it's like more, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, paranormal ish. Paranormal, really. psychological, psychological, um, but like, I guess there is like a spiritual element or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, know. really, really fucking good movie. Um, and I need to see, I think the, the DVD might be out of print. Um, oh, crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I picked it up, uh, ironically enough, I think I picked it up from maybe from Hollywood video when I was still working there. And when that thing, <laughs> when that thing was still, uh, you know, in existence, yeah. um, yeah, Frailty is uh, really good though. And it's a—is uh, it directed by Bill Paxton? Yeah, I, think? I believe so. Yeah, I think he is, uh, started. Is he like known? Is he known to be like a director? <clears throat> or? Uh, he didn't really direct too much. No, um, I don't. I I know that. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, he passed away. I, that was one death that really like yeah. broke my fucking heart. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Frailty is a good one. I have a couple other movies on my list that I'm expecting will probably ruin my day. <laughs> um, um, because those are usually the, uh, those are usually the most pleasant ones. There's a movie that I've been wanting to watch from for a long time from Austria called, uh, angst. And <laughs> that movie is, I, I remember correctly. I know it's shot, I think mostly POV, but, uh, Oh really? Yeah. And uh, it's, they said it's supposed to be one of the most like disturbing horror movies of the eighties that like, you know, kind of took time to develop a following, um, I, uh, I don't know. I have a problem with like the, uh, the shaky cam, like Blair witch shit. Like I get motion sickness real bad. Yeah. Sometimes it gets to be very aggravating. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is technically like that though. Um, okay. yeah, I think this is more so to that. It's just, uh, it's, it's more, I think steady. I think it's a little bit less Coke addled. So, <laughs> but yeah, I watched, uh, I saw Blair witch project in the theater. And uh-huh. I had to like, I literally had to like look away from the screen. I had to like look at my feet because of the shakiness, like gave me, <laughs> gave me motion sickness. I thought I was going to throw up watching it. Yeah. Oh man. I haven't seen that in a long time either. Now, actually, uh, I was tempted to watch the sequel. <laughs> I've heard it's bad. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard it is bad, but it is slightly more forgiving if you just take away the connection to Blair Witch. Oh, really? Yeah, um, like, you'd be shocked about how many people are like, I fucking love Book of Shadows, and I was like, good for you. Um, <laughs> but, 
again, I'm like, I haven't seen it, so I'm like, I um, don't really know what to say. <laughs> that's uh, the second movie. I've only watched two off my list so far, but the second mm-hmm. one is I watched uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Have you seen that? I actually have that on my list. Um, nice. That is oh, so one you I haven't been, seen it yet. No, that's been on my, I think that's been on about maybe four or five different years worth of uh, the marathon, and it's just always missed the cut and right for, really, for really no reason. I thought it was pretty good. It has like that kind of feeling of like a, like a bigger budget, like, I don't know, theater release. It, it's like a more mainstreamish kind of horror movie, but it was good. I thought it was good. Cool. I don't want to say too much and spoil it for you. But. Yeah. I've heard it's, uh, I heard it, some of the deals with Alzheimer's, if I remember correctly. So I was yeah. like, Oh, that's going to be kind of a, not a pleasant watch, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, not much though. <laughs> okay. Um, how yeah, else do I have on my list? Um, I have a, a, uh, rough draft written, uh, that I was keeping around somewhere. Well, I have my list right here. If you want to hear mine. Oh yeah, please do. I have, uh, this is one of one of the ones that has been on my list for like five or six years in a row that I never got around to assault on precinct 13. Mm, it's good. I don't know. It's a it's, classic. Um, yeah, it's good. I haven't seen it for a long time. Um, oh, right on. Uh, I got Death Metal. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't it, think so. Um, it's like, I can't think, there's there's two movies that I get confused. I think this one's like a uh, Norwegian girl and her mom make like a death metal band together and some kind of supernatural shit happens. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that one, to be honest. Um, and, and then there's ones that I like wrote down and I don't remember anything about, like The Visitor. You know, what uh, that sounds very familiar. Um, I'm, I'm sure if uh, Zach is listening, he's probably gonna be like, Yeah, I know this fucking movie. <laughs> um, I got The Wailing. Do you know that one? Mm, that's on my list. Um, I've heard that's I've heard that's really good. A Dark Song. Some of these I just completely forgot entirely. Dark Song no is a Dark Song is pretty good. Um, it's I saw it, I think, when I was uh, admittedly, I hate to say it, I think I saw it when I was pretty high. Um, so <laughs> that sounds good. Um, yeah, so I don't remember a whole lot about it other than thinking that it was quite good. Um, but continue forth. The Beyond. The Beyond you know is fucking awesome. Is it? Uh, yeah, the Beyond is. Like, yeah, the Beyond is. It's a uh, very very odd film, but the uh, practical effects work in there is great. The uh, Fabio Frizzi score is really awesome. Um, the Beyond, it kind of. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you first watch it, but then you just kind <laughs> of start. But I'm like, that's that's kind of Italian horror for you. Sometimes oh, I'm like, it's an Italian horror. Right yeah, it's so like that sometimes should, that should be from my last years. Yeah, so some of the sometimes I'm like, you know what, just go with it. Um, uh, but, I think I, I read some uh, uh, like Reddit thread or something where they talk about psychological horror. So some of this is like that. Um, the Wolf House. I can't say I've heard of that one, unfortunately. Uh, Triangle. Triangle's great. Triangle's really, really good. That one, that's a pretty underrated gem from the, like, I think it was like 2009 or 2010. Um, very, very odd little movie, but super underrated. Uh, then I got Coherence. Mm, I don't <laughs> really know if I'm that one, unfortunately. I'm surprised I have so many that you haven't heard of. I was hoping you would be the one to be like, oh yeah, this Man, is good. This is honestly, bad. sometimes when I make my list, I just kind of go through whatever I can find on the streaming services. Or maybe if I look on my shelf and I see like, what did I buy for a dollar that I forgot about (laughs) yet again? I do want to take a moment out of our podcast to say that Tubi is the best streaming service out there. Tubi (laughs) is quite right. Quite righteous to be or not to be. I would say to be to be. Yeah. Uh, time lapse. Sounds familiar. Um, the guest, the guest is good. Um, if that's the, if that's the one I think from like the two, like maybe like the 2010s, I believe it was, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty solid. And then I got suitable flesh as opposed to what <laughs> Un- unsuitable <laughs> flesh, uh, possessor. possessor, possessor. I think possessor, I started watching that. Yeah. One, I, I, I started and I, I was like, I have to be in the right mood for this. Cause that is Brandon Cronenberg. Brandon Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. David's son. And mm. uh, he's got very short filmography. His first film, uh, Antiviral, is also really, really good. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. I need to put that on the list. 
so I have Audition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't Look Now. Don't Look Now is really good. Is it? Um, yeah, that's uh, that one. Actually, I was going to say, I'm curious as to where you can watch that, because uh, I think the Blu-ray or DVD for that is already out of print. Uh, well, I'm lucky. A lot of these that you can't find streaming anywhere, uh, they're on Google Play. <laughs> and I do this thing huh. where I, I do this like uh, Google rewards like surveys. And you earn like 30 or 40 cents every time they ask you a question about whether or not you went to food line oh, or some nice. shit. Oh, you nice. Know? Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've so, been meaning to do those, actually. I've heard so I have nice. like 30 bucks in like Google Play money. And like all these shit. movies that I can't find anywhere else are on there. Shit, that's... And they're uh, for like $4, you know? Shit, that's, uh, that's worth more than what some of my employees are making at my job, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't uh, say that on the air, but fuck them. And then, okay, then I have two more. I had Taking of Deborah Logan, but I already watched that. Midnight Meat Train. Oh, that movie's really weird. That one has uh, Bradley Cooper, Vinnie Jones. Um, It's based off a uh, Clive Barker short story. Oh, really? Yeah. So, fun story about that movie. Um, I bought that movie on DVD for, I think, about maybe $2. I bought it from either Hollywood Video or Blockbuster. And uh, it was used. It was right. It was at the end when one of the stores was going under. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this film. You know, I was like, I've been always wanting to watch this film. And uh, if my mom is listening, she can confirm this, that <laughs> during the last 10 minutes of the movie, the DVD starts shitting out. Uh, and I was just like, God damn it. So like I stopped and I immediately went into Amazon Prime and I was like, I got to be able to rent this thing. And I paid like $5 to watch the last 10 minutes of the fucking movie. <laughs> and I was just I like, I was about to ask whether or not you just still haven't seen the last 10 minutes. Oh, no, God. No, like I was just kind of like, you couldn't let that happen. Yeah, I was just kind of like, no, no, I got to know how this wraps up. And I'm like, if it had been more than $5, it would have been like, nah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> so i have the very last one on the list i don't suppose that you would have heard this one i found a, like i guess it's from spain like a spanish language horror movie called aterrados or terrified oh i started and, uh, to watch that the opening oh wow i'm surprised opening, that you've heard it <laughs> the opening 10 minutes of that movie are very very odd and very freaky right um but well, i never highly rated yeah i never got a chance to finish it uh, mostly just because I have terrible memory and I was like, I'll come back to this and finish this. And I just totally forgot. Well, um, I especially want, like, I want to, to, uh, speak better Spanish than I do, you know? Oh. So I thought that it would be great to like watch a Spanish movie with English subtitles, like might help me speak better Spanish probably. Nice. I don't know. I could be wrong. Apparently that's how Carlos's dad learned how to speak Spanish. Oh, um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that actually. Um, actually it's funny. Um, you know, Carlos, I always remember one time I've ever asked him a question in like Spanish and he was like, uh, no habla espanol, man. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. All right. Yeah. Me and him used to try and speak some Spanish to each other to try and get our Spanish better. I was better at it than he was though. Damn. Um, yeah. Well, I'll say you've got a hell of a better list than I do off the top of my head. I remember I do have Deborah Logan on there. I have to finish the rest of terrified. Um, the one that I'm afraid is going to break me is that <laughs> I already see you chuckling without hearing. It. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it would take a lot at this point. Yeah. Um, so in terms of a marathon, I was like, I have to do another franchise. And I was looking through and I was like, what have I not? Like, cause one year I did all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, um, with the exception of the most recently released one. I ended up watching that oh, outside yeah, yeah. of the marathon. Um, that was the one where the people get away in the Tesla, um, yeah, I which remember was that, so yeah. fucking bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I just remember in particular that I was looking through and I was like, all right, what have I, what have I got to do? I was like, I've done nightmare. I've done, I was like, I've already seen all the nightmare movies, Freddy, blah, 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 blah. And then I looked at the very, very bottom of like, I actually tear maker was how I reminded myself of some of these ones that I haven't seen <laughs> along the way. And I went, Oh, what have I missed tear maker? What happened to um, tear maker? You know what? Just give it time. It'll come back. <laughs> um, I got to find the right subject that won't piss will off too bad. No, um, but the pissing will off is the good part about it. Yeah. But you should see the text that I get after we do the podcast. Um, yeah. You, you should share them with all of us so yeah. that we can enjoy them too. Yeah, it's um, usually they start with you ruined my fucking life. And uh, <laughs> but 
the one franchise that I went, oh dear, um, I guess I have to do this is Children of the Corn. Oh, nice. Uh, I think I started to try to do that like many years ago. I watched like the first three and they just get, of course, worse and worse and worse. People tell me that. They say that like, because I'll be honest, I don't like the first one that much. Um, I've seen the first one like way. Well, the first one, I think the first one is the best one. I don't yeah. know. Two is pretty good. I yeah. guess. Like so, people, I people tell me they're like, yeah, the first one's the best. And I was like, oh no. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, I respect the first one, but I'm just not a huge fan. But then yeah. people say like, it is one of those few franchises where it just gets worse and worse as time goes have, on. Have we discussed before that? Like, it seems like I would say 90% of Stephen King movies are bad. I would say it's more like 60%. You think um, so? I feel I, like most of them are bad. I mean, I can think of some ones that I think are pretty solid. Um, I think Carrie's really solid. Carrie's um, great. Needful Things is good. Needful Things. Um, Christine, I think fucking rules. Christine is good, yeah. Um, Cujo, I like. Um, <laughs> silence on that one. <laughs> I'm trying to, um, it's been so long since I've seen it. All I can remember is like, it mostly just takes place in a car. Like yeah, how much uh, could happen? Um, uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I didn't think, uh, pet cemetery. I like quite a bit. Um, oh, pet cemetery. Yeah. Pet well, cemetery the original good. one I like, um, cat's eye, I think is pretty solid. Cat's eye is really good. Yeah. That was filmed. Okay. Wilmington, all right. It? Yeah. I guess, uh, uh creep show. Uh, the, I, I, I have a soft spot for the original it miniseries, but it ages like milk. Yeah. Uh, that is not good. I mean, yeah, they helped the, the new versions were better, which I cannot believe I'm saying that. Cause they were so like <laughs> disjointed in terms of faithfulness to the book. But I was like, yeah, they're right. just better movies <laughs> like straight up. Um, ah, fuck uh, green mile Shawshank redemption. You know, I've never seen green mile. Um, it's really good. It's, very sad but it's it's yeah, really heard. good um yeah facebook memories the other day had to remind me of like here's your top memory you can share from today i'm like what is it it was like r.i.p michael clark duncan i was like why the fuck would i want to share that as like my top memory <laughs> like, i was just like you you your algorithm here sucks man um but yeah, well, like, you know, the good thing about watching all the children of the corns is you could probably find a DVD with like all of them on it for like five dollars. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if I just go to like Dollar Tree, I'll see like, you know, yeah. the children of the corn harvest pack or some shit like that. You know, <laughs> I bought the uh, the two set DVD of uh, Village of the Damned and Children of the Damned at Lowe's Food for like four dollars. Children of the Damned. Yeah. They made a sequel. Yeah, well, the original one is like from the fifties or sixties or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the nineties one. Yeah. Oh man, I hate the nineties one. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I saw, I saw that in the theater. Oh damn, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I watched that long time ago because I was just like, all right, John Carpenter doing Village of the Dam. This ought to be fucking awesome. And I was just like, no. Um, <laughs> um, and I mean, God, he he really like uh like i mean he had like a couple of movies in the 90s that were like okay um uh but i think he had a pretty hard fall after uh after village like starting with and after village of the damned um, well i was just last night listening to uh a random playlist that i had made and i realized that john carpenter has inspired probably the very best turbo negro song <laughs> Ooh. I don't know if you ever heard that it's called the John Carpenter pow powder ballad. <laughs> <laughs> so is it just about cocaine? <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like an 80s cocaine rock song, Ooh. but it's like with John Carpenter sounding synth in it. I have not it's heard really that. fucking good. I'm going to have to go listen to this when I uh, when we're done recording, because uh, holy crap, um, <laughs> there's there's been an absurd amount of like synth wave bands and like that that are deliberately like ripping him off or just like oh, absolutely yeah. yeah some some are better than others um i would say that i personally am one of those people <laughs> oh well i mean you've never disappointed me musically so <laughs> oh uh, just wait oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and some of them are pretty good i mean like uh there's that uh guy um Ah, oh, fuck. What's the name of it? Um, Carpenter Brute. Um, he's he's really good. I think I know and, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Carpenter Brute's pretty good. Um, Dance of the Dead's okay. I don't know. Um, 
and the perturbator. That's probably the best yeah, one. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, actually. that that one's really good. Um, I remember one day I think I just like had that in the background while I was watching like clips from like the Terminator online. And I was like, this fits a little too well. <laughs> I tell you the, yeah, the best though, John Carpenter has an album of just like the shit that he was going to use in movies that lost, he never got around. lost themes. Yeah. yeah it's that shit's great. really good. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, it's really good shit. Um, but yeah, like children of the corn is probably going to end up on the list. I may quit halfway through. Um, <laughs> you you they, probably will. Yeah, like yeah. Who am I kidding? Because how many are there? Are there like five, six? There's there's a ridiculous amount of them, and there's also I I don't think it has an official connection, but apparently there's also a variation of it that came out um, that is called Sharks of the Corn. (laughs) You don't think it has an official connection? I really are you sure about that? I are you sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> okay. Um God almighty. So here's okay. Oh my god. God, I'm gonna fucking I'm looking up Wiki, Wikipedia's Children of the Corn film series. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um so there's Children of the Corn, Children of the Corn to the Final Sacrifice, Children of the Corn Three, Urban Harvest. Yeah, so number two wasn't the final sacrifice. No, I was just kind of <laughs> like, man, that's just like Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Yeah, I'm just like, man, you, you goddamn liar. <laughs> uh, Children of the Corn Four, The Gathering. Whoop whoop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Children of the Corn Five, Fields of Terror. Children of the Corn Six Six Six, Isaac's Return. Hell yeah. Children of the Corn Revelation. Children of the Corn Genesis. Jesus uh, Christ. Children of the Corn Runaway, which I have seen, and that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> um, and then they remade it in 2009, and then they did a reboot in 2020. What? I didn't know about either of those. God damn. Oh, man. I'm, they had to have been... Uh, uh, did they like remake them like, in theater, or is it like a... I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Lifetime like, original I, movie I or something. I think this was on Shudder, actually. Oh, um, right on. Which, uh, so it might actually be kind of good, huh? Oof. Um, I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, the Children of the Corn 2020 film. Um, guess it's not the worst thing to happen in 2020. But... <laughs> uh, it's it said it re- received negative reviews from critics. Rotten Tomatoes, which you know people say take with a grain of salt, twelve percent positive rating. <laughs> oh man, I am fucked. Um, oh my god, like this yeah, is the two, the twenty twenty one. You said yeah, this is the the reboot. Right on. So what about the two thousand and nine one? Uh, the two thousand nine one. Let's see what that's sitting at. Yeah, we're professionals here, by the way, folks. Um, <laughs> Actually, they That's are. That's why we have I, to I'm say not. that. We wouldn't the, say that if we weren't. The 2009 version does not have any official uh, like score on here, as far as I can oh, see. Oh, that's but, a good sign. But it was it did premiere on Sci-Fi, and uh, so that's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! I'm gonna go fucking crazy with this. Oh um, yeah. I mean, good like choice. It, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be much worse, but fucking hell. Like that's going to be, uh, actually I'm trying to think there's, I know there's a couple of franchises that are even longer that are. I was like about to ask, than, what do you think? What's like the, fr- the franchise that has like the longest string of shittiest I, sequels. I think it's the witchcraft franchise, which is a witchcraft. series that, yeah. Which witchcraft was a, it started in like 1988 and the first film I've seen part of, but I don't remember much about it. Um, but Witchcraft has, as of 2018, 16 direct-to-video installments. <laughs> was the first and, one even like, was it like a direct-to-video kind of movie? I don't think so. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was released to theaters. Okay. So it was, it was unsuccessful, but it <laughs> became the, but it, but it became the first in the successful line. I'm like, hmm. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Oh that my reminds God. me of, uh, what is it? Warlock that has some way more sequels than I realized. It yes. Has. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Cause um, I remember when I was like a kid, I watched one and two and then somebody was like, you know, there's a, th- we talked about three and I was like, Oh, there's a third one. And they're like, there's a fucking million of them. <laughs> there's apparently like, I totally forgot. There's like a shit ton of, um, 
Silent Night, Deadly Night sequels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another one where I watched like the first two when I was a kid. Yeah. And then someone was like, have you seen the three and four? I was like, excuse me? And <laughs> I was like, I uh, no, no. And do I want to? Um, <laughs> well, it's like they made four prom night movies. And uh, I've never seen any of the prom nights. First one is okay. It's very dated. And I think it's very slow. Um, the sequel rocks dated. I can deal with slow. No. Yeah. Um, the sequel actually also has one of the catchiest fucking themes of any horror movie. Oh, that's good. I, I go back and I revisit does. And no, the first one, the first one does the first one. I'll go back and I'll listen to the theme for that movie more than I'll ever watch the movie again. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, it's like a just straight up like cheesy disco song. And I was like, this is fucking, that sounds like my jam. Yeah, Yeah. But, but the second one, uh, hello, Mary Lou prom night Two is very loosely connected to the first film if it even has any um but it's it's really fucking fun Um, yeah i think it's connected because uh vin diesel drives up at the end (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, i'm trying to i was trying to think of a vin diesel impression i'm like no i can't even do that like he doesn't have a very interesting voice though no he is is, uh, vin diesel's voice is prime for asmr (laughs) <laughs> that's a good point you're right yeah. yeah yeah i'm rubbing your skull to relax vin diesel gives you positive affirmations asmr <laughs> <laughs> oh that could make some money i think yes god almighty um i did talk to a co-worker the other day who was having money problems and i was like you know i was trying to give him suggestions about stuff he could do on the side and i was like have you considered making like, like ASMR videos? And they were like, excuse me. I, I was like, I was like, man, you never know. Like that stuff, like people, like people will, will the internet's a weird place. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. Much. And I was like, people will dig up the weirdest shit. Like you never know. Like some people have, like, they'll be like, I'm subscribed to exclusively ASMR YouTubers. I.e. me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, actually it's usually, a couple of ASMR people, video gamers, and then yeah, like right random other shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, actually, I'm just subscribed was, to people yeah. yelling at each other. The the polar opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can you can get that in real life too. Yeah. No shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can probably pay that, a homeless guy to whisper at you too. Yeah. You know? Without you can hear that in IRL without having to hear anybody like advertise like Blue Chew and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ding. Okie dokie then.